0: Hello, and welcome to the Bike Walk Wichita Podcast, where we cover local bike ped news, interview cool people, and share the latest resources, rides, and walks. I'm your host and the executive director of Bike Walk Wichita, Kim Newfeld in the recording studio with Jack Murphy.
1: Glad to be here. Thanks everybody for listening to us.
0: Today we are recording from Bike Walk, Wichita Headquarters and have longtime friend and bike advocate Ruth Holiday, owner of bicycle peddler, and leader within the Prairie Travelers organization. We are so excited, Ruth, uh, to hear some of the history and the efforts that have led up to our amazing Rail to Trail network and other projects that you have been involved in, so welcome. Good
2: morning, thank you for having me.
0: We also have a new friend, Liz Edwards, joining us, and I can't wait. Many of you have met Liz um, at group rides, and Liz has an inspiring story and a welcoming personality, so, I am excited to jump in. We are also going to cover upcoming events, advocacy updates, and shine the spotlight on one of our committed volunteers. Thanks for joining us as we talk all things Bike Walk. So, jumping into city news and advocacy updates, uh, we continue to focus a lot of time and energy geared towards transforming Wichita and the region into a safer, more connected city for all, um, and you know, including sustainable development and um, neighborhood solutions. So, we're working with uh, within Riverside and some other neighborhoods um, that have unfortunately had some recent fatalities. Um, we, we we recently had a fatality at Douglas and Hillside, uh, where a 90 year old gentleman uh, was just crossing the street in the crosswalk um, and was hit and struck. So there are a lot of issues, uh, you know, that we're really trying to jump in and solve. And so Jack, one of the most interesting projects uh, that we've recently published on our website is the bike ped versus vehicle crash data map.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting project. We were able to uh, uh, learn a bit about mapping with the um, Sedgwick County GIS people for a project we did earlier about uh, sidewalk conditions, and so we learned how to do this and found out that of course the city has open data on all kinds of things. So you can look on the city's website and find out um, all kinds of different information, but the one that was interesting to us was the traffic accident report and on their site they have all of the accidents that have been re- reported and I think it's a 14 month time window, a rolling time window, and when you look at it from the the city site the map is just full of dots. Most of those are auto accidents and so these have been accidents that involve uh, a motor vehicle that have been reported to the police. That's not as useful for us. We took that data and played around with it and so on our website we only have the dots that show Uh, Motor vehicle and pedestrian and motor vehicle and bicyclist accidents And so while it looks dramatic like there are lots of dots and accidents there. It's important to realize um, Still walking and biking is safe in Wichita Um, Any accident is tragic and is one too many and especially because we know there are things that we as a community can do To reduce the accident rate and fatality rate with bikes and and pedestrians Um, And this is just a tool that will help us to see you can see the dots on the map, you can click on a dot and see what the information is on that and we really are trying to call attention to especially those parts of town where people are riding or walking and the infrastructure isn't there. Douglas is a great example you can see it right along Douglas there are dots. Um, uh, Broadway right along Broadway there are dots and yes there's bike lanes on market and Topeka and people use those but people still use broadway to get around right so the maps are really useful for us and then we hope for decision makers to see where our priority areas so check it out on our website Um, they're also on that page We know that most accidents involving pedestrians and bicyclists and motor vehicles, most of those don't get reported. And so we've put a form on there where you can report same thing. It's got a map and you can click the the location where that was and give some description about it and report that information because we really want to know where are people having troubles so that we in the city can address those areas.
0: Exactly. So I really like the self-report feature because we know 80, 90% are not reported to the Wichita Police Department you know and so if you see a crash or accident yes. and or are involved in one feel free to self-report that uh, so that we can get those captured so yeah it's very and like interesting I say
1: project. the uh, biking and walking it's people can get scared on these kinds of issues when they hear about that there are accidents or people and people say oh my goodness it's too dangerous I can't believe you would ride on the streets Wichita is one of the safest places I have ever ridden um, and walked. Uh, the streets are wide, the views are clear, people are nice. This is not a dangerous place to be riding a bike or walking. But again, any fatality, any injury is too many.
0: There's always room for improvements. Yes. Uh, so, uh, check that out on our website, bikewalkwichita.org, and we have published uh, a blog post with that link to that map. So. There are also about four dozen uh, city, county, and state projects in play uh, that our advocacy ambassadors are continuing to monitor and, uh, you know, keep us informed of. And so there's a few that we pulled out that, you know, we thought might pique your interest. Um, At the state level, uh, we provided testimony in support of the negligent driving bill. Um, Unfortunately, we just heard that that has died in committee. Uh, there's some politics at play because that committee had supported it last session. It just didn't make it out to the floor. So they all voted for it last session. This session, they all voted against it, except for one. So mm. some politics at play, that, that was really unfortunate because uh, that negligent driving bill would protect motorists, bicyclists, pedestrians, anybody uh, utilizing the street. Uh, Of course, the redesign of Douglas Avenue continues to heat up. Uh, Be watching for our advocacy alerts. Uh, There's quite a bit of uh, interest going on there. As I mentioned, we had the fatality earlier. Um, And we are also ensuring that we are at as many city meetings uh, and county meetings as we can attend. So thank you to all the volunteers who attend city, neighborhood meetings, uh, DAB meetings, You have the power to make a difference and to just show up and let decision makers and staff know what you need uh, to make Wichita a city that works for you. So thank you to everyone uh, and for all the reporting back. uh, That really helps. Uh, Ruth, I know um, you have some projects going on right now. I know you guys have been pretty busy. The Redbud Path. uh, We've gotten lots of questions about what's going on on the Redbud Path. People have seen, uh, you know, the work going on. So can you give us an update?
2: So the city of Wichita and Sedgwick County, it's a combined effort as I understand it. And from 159th, which is Butler County line, to 96 bypass they are going to pave it so they're redoing the culverts it's closed yeah that's what people i think Uh we're seeing right and if you look they've got equipment on every mile and they're redoing the the culverts and they're making it wider they're going to pave it with a side of limestone for the runners
0: oh excellent
2: and it should be done by christmas that's on the cip the capital improvement project for the city and then the following two years as i understand it they'll be doing it from 96 to Woodlawn so okay wow it. so and then the actual Andover Augusta Rail Trail Initiative in Andover yeah in the past. we hope to um, get a bridge constructed over Kellogg and yeah. continue it to Augusta of course we got to get the blessing of the Butler County Commission which we're working on and uh, Andover has been a blessing as far as helping us with the 3.75 miles that we have built past Andover. Right. And that continues to be a very popular trail.
0: Well, and and you understand uh, how advocacy works. And sometimes you work for years on these projects, and then sometimes opportunities present themselves. And if you're ready, which Mm -hmm. is what we try to do is just be as ready as we can uh, to to jump on those opportunities, so
2: so a week or two ago, Sunflower uh, Foundation had a Sunflower Trails Kansas Appreciation Day. Yes, I in heard in Topeka, and that was a wonderful time where all the trail groups in the state gathered, and actually Governor Kelly was there and spoke to us as well. She actually was the leader of park and recreation mm-hmm. in Kansas for 18 years, I yes. believe it was. Yes. So she comes with a wealth of information and a wonderful background and very supportive. And we did. Ge- we were told that they would do everything possible to build a walking pedestrian bridge over Kellogg to get the, the nice, trail nice. connected. Yeah. So now it's just a matter of making sure that our local commissioners or Butler County commissioners. Um, understand this and mm-hmm. and support it. Yeah, I think so, Governor
0: Kelly really understands, you know, the economic benefits, tourism, um, along with the health and community benefits. So, so if changing. this
2: is completed all the way to Augusta from I-135, the canal route, it would be 20 miles long.
1: Oh. Wonderful. And that's a great path. I live on the east side, and so mm-hmm. I really appreciate the red Redbud, um, and especially the east of andover stretch is some wonderful countryside uh, if you've not been on there the views of it are just really spectacular it's uh, a friend of mine and i joked about uh, the subtle beauty of the kansas plains and it's not even all that subtle there you can get some big wide views yeah. there on that stretch and so mm-hmm. I, I really like that
2: and being so close to a big city to be able to yeah. go out and find that refuge and peace we, of mind. Because right through the, yeah.
1: Within minutes of my house, I can be out mm-hmm. on that trail, which I really appreciate. And that the bridge, um, it looks like that shouldn't be at heart of construction because it's not building it from the ground up. You can see it's just like going straight across the highway there. So...
2: They are going to expand Kellogg, so it would be a little bit of. It'll be more there
1: mm-hmm. once it, it's going to be a complicated project, I bet, but yes. uh, it's something that's doable and, and not something that's extreme when we think about that. A pedestrian bridge over Kellogg, if you first said that to somebody, they would say, Why in the world would you put a bridge for people to walk over the highway? But once you get out there and you see it, you'd realize how valuable that is.
2: Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, I that's like right. That. That's you. right.
0: Um, So thank you again, I mean, all the advocacy efforts that are going on citywide, countywide, statewide, uh, they all seem to really kind of be coming together, and really, uh, it's nice to see all these changes happening, so appreciate all the help and support we can all do for advocacy.
1: Yeah, and the statewide, uh, Kim, you've been involved with the statewide group, and it's interesting yes. how many different uh, communities have uh, pedestrian bicycling organizations now. Yeah,
0: so about two years ago, we helped kind of relaunch a statewide coalition called Bike Walk Kansas, uh, and we have about 30 organizations, 34, um, across the state. Uh, that are at least connected via email so that if something goes out we or you know occurs we can blast it out to everybody but it's pretty amazing most of those organizations have staff Um, many of them are ran by local health departments so it's very interesting especially out in some of the smaller communities so exciting
2: and Kansas Trails Council is having a first combined meeting with all the trail groups for biking walking mostly rails to trails and the meetings, I think, in two weeks excellent cool. that so. is
0: great it's it 's just so great to see people it's everything 's kind of coming together so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which uh, there 's a lot of upcoming rides, walks, um, and events that you definitely want to get on your calendar so uh, just to name a few here for this month uh, of March, we have our second Sunday slow roll and stroll. So join us out at Cedric County Park. We're meeting at the 13th Street entrance uh, near the bike share. And we will have a family friendly, slow roll, and then of course our stroll. So all our pedestrians who wanna just walk and enjoy nature. I saw they're putting more art out there at Cedric County Park. Um, yeah. So that is where we will be March 8th. Uh, March 9th, we have our mentored maintenance class. And uh, Jack, do you want to give us kind of an update? What is mentored maintenance?
1: The mentored maintenance class, that's one-on-one with one of our volunteer mechanics. And so if you're looking to work on your bike and learn how to do that, you can book a slot and um, they will spend time helping you as best as they can to get um, done what you want to get done on your bike. And we do have parts and supplies here we don't have a wide variety of new parts Um, so if you have a modern bike, a newer bike and you're wanting something let us know if you sign up let us know and we can see what parts you might need to get to to bring here. We've had people replace their bottom brackets and cranks and brought the parts in and we're able to help them get them put together and lots of just what's the routine maintenance that needs to be done on my bike and we can point that through everything from proper way to air up tires through brake and gear adjustment all these things that are not hard to do but you can't just guess at them and so having a little bit of leadership on them and the fact of that one being one-on-one with a mechanic for a couple of hours is a really valuable thing for for people. And then as it the next week we have our um, Ready to Roll class? Yes,
0: March 15th.
1: And that's a, a little less in-depth, uh, a little less about repairing your bike and, and maintaining your bike and more on um, just understanding how your bike works and um, there will have several people with a couple of instructors. It's not quite one-on-one, but there's a lot of, of, of help there. And we do teach you how to do some of the basics that you'll need to know. For example, how to pull off your tire and change a tube, um, patch a tube if you needed to. And also, we can look at um, things like, my brakes are rubbing, and so we can help you true the wheel if that's what you needed, or adjust the brakes, those kind of things. So the the midterm maintenance is really focused on helping you get your bike repaired. And then the Ready to Roll is one where you can just come in, even if you're just beginning with bike maintenance. You can learn how to run the wrenches, what are the different kinds of specialty tools that bikes need, and um, get your fingers greasy and uh, figure out what whether you want to get, do more on that kind of bike maintenance thing. So.
0: And what I really like about Ready to Roll, I know um, a lot of women really like taking yes. this class. Uh, you know, the last thing we want to do is be stranded out on the road somewhere. Um, so. I found it really empowering when I took the class and realized, oh, if that's rubbing or if I hear this, uh, Carrie would tell, well, check this, check your derailleur. Here's how you, you know, it make those minor adjustments when you're out uh, writing. So really appreciate those two different levels of classes.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned that about women. Um- we sometimes ask the school kids, can girls be bike mechanics? And sometimes the guy says, no. Nah. But one of our lead mechanics, Carrie Hobart, is a woman, and, and she's got some training. And she is our a,
0: only certified bike mechanic, I yes, might point out. So a yes. little bit of contention. We'll and recycle.
1: lots of skill and, and just a really good way of being able to train. All our volunteers, I think, are really good at um Teaching people rather than doing it themselves.
2: Yes, and that so really is that is that.
0: definitely the difference here. Um, if you're looking to you know get your bike repaired and you're you're wanting to have it cleaned up and you're not really wanting to learn or, or do those, we have of course all our local bike shops who are wonderful um, and can do that kind of you know service for you. Uh, it's really important to maintain people. I actually had a, a woman mention on our women's bike page. She was like, oh, I need to get my bike serviced." Jen had posted Mm -hmm. something, you know, come in uh, and. Change the oil. People really, (laughs) really, you know, just don't know what exactly they need to do to stay riding. So great events. Uh, Just a few other events here in March. We're going to kick off Walk Kansas. So that means we'll have our Walking Wednesday series that will go and explore different parks all around the city. Uh, So that's going to be a lot of fun through March and April. Uh, Check the calendar for those locations. And then, if you are interested in uh, kind of getting in shape, also maybe learning to ride with groups, uh, learning to you know pick up a, a few more tips and tricks, we have a class starting uh, March 14th, and it's called Get Your Rear in Gear. And it's going to be covering, uh, it's our spring training series. And so if you want to kind of pick up some miles, uh, maybe get ready for some of the big ride events that are coming up in late spring and summer, uh, this is definitely the the class for you. Uh, it's going to cover group riding etiquette, how to increase your miles, nutrition, uh, riding uh, with you know different pace lines, drafting, lane positioning.
3: I'm looking
1: forward to that. the road. Yeah. The, the pace line. It seems like why would I want to do that? That's for racer types. I don't need to learn how to ride in a pace line. But um, welcome to Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're tired towards the end of a ride, and you know how to ride in a pace line or in a pack or sit on someone's wheel, that can make all the difference to you. And it's it's a fairly simple technique, and it's very safe, but you need to practice it. You need to know what you're doing, otherwise you can endanger the whole group. And so, some simple tips and techniques on how to ride in a group, especially on some of the big uh, charity rides, like the, yeah. the HeartSpring rides, the Pedal Fest, and some of these other rides, the Wicked Wind. We see people out there riding with people when they haven't really had that practice, and so um, that can be a little, little tricky and a little hairy for those that are riding with the inexperienced person. And We try when we're out on rides to let people know, how do you do this, what's the best way? But this is a good way to practice with people that are really focused on teaching people the right way and, and the polite way to ride with a group.
0: So yeah, so you can sign up for the five-week series um, and go start to finish, or you can uh, drop in and register for the individual classes uh, that fit your schedule better. So
1: And these will be rides that are anywhere from 15 to, I think, 35 yes. or something like that miles, so we're not going big miles. But um, enough of a a ride where you'll get plenty of chance to practice drafting, for example, if it's a 35 mile on a windy Kansas day.
0: Exactly. And then our final event uh, of March that I'm so excited about is our She Bikes Lunch and Ride. Uh, We are going to, we have rented Meninsa. Uh, It's a beautiful little building over by North High, right off the bike path and uh, we're going to hear from a panel of women who ride gravel, who bike commute, who race, um, who do bike packing adventure uh, while we eat a a delicious lunch and uh, then we're just going to go for a slow roll ride through Riverside um, and enjoy just networking. It's really a time we try to get women who are brand new, maybe who don't even have a bike, uh, to connect with women who are riding currently so there's that support network and Liz and Ruth, I don't know about you, but I think that's one of the best things about our local bike scene is how supportive all the women are. So,
2: And I think Bike Walk Wichita is one of the motives of why it is because you have done so much for, this, for the community. And well, for that, we thank you.
0: It was exciting, you know, when Barry started the organization, it was clear from the get-go that women, you know, he valued women, female leadership. Um, he really understood that, we get shit done, <laughs> and I mean, we just look better on a bike. So, <laughs> oh, now come on!
1: <laughs> you haven't seen me all lighted up, so
0: <laughs> uh, there's a Google image. <laughs> so, Liz, I don't know uh, your experience too. I know you ride with different groups and stuff. So, yeah, it's um, a very welcoming scene, I think.
3: Very, very. Um, so I, yeah, I came from a small town where there was only. For cyclists, and yeah, nobody, nobody really knew knew you know any of the laws to uh, cyclists, um, especially on the road. And so, coming here and meeting so many different um, people, um, male and female of mm-hmm. all ages that ride and um, just ex- you know experience. Yeah, um, they're very supportive.
0: It's very I, I, a very yeah. welcoming group. So. Join us for one of these events. Um, It's a great way to connect and meet people. Uh, There's also the different Facebook groups, as we mentioned, so you can always uh, connect. And uh, join us, you know, just get out and explore Wichita. We enjoy having a a fun time, so. Speaking of strong women, we have the two joining us today that I'm super excited about. Both of you are a positive force, I think, in the local bike scene, and um, both of you know how to handle yourself on two wheels. So, excited that uh, Ruth and Liz are joining us. So, Ruth, uh, first, most of you, most people know you for Bicycle Peddler. I mean, that's, that's probably the, the first way when people hear about Ruth, uh, hear from us. So, tell us what's going on at the shop. Uh, give us a little history, too. How did you find yourself uh, running a bike
2: shop? My husband and I are both registered nurses, And 40 years ago, we decided to take our honeymoon by riding to California. So it was 2,056 miles, took us 36 days. Mm. And that kind of changed our life because it was on that ride that we decided to pursue our dream. So when we came back, I continued to work to support the habit. (laughs) And my (laughs) husband opened a bike shop, which ended up being Bicycle Peddler. And so 40 years later, we're still at it and loving every minute.
1: It's a great so. shop. I've I've shopped there for years mm-hmm. and years and so you all just do a wonderful job for the community.
2: Well, thank you. And and from the very beginning, we decided to make sure that we built volunteering with bicycle related events yes. and volunteerism into our into our fabric. Yeah, I think
0: uh, many who have completed Bike Across Kansas um, have rolled in uh, almost in tears. I'm not speaking from experience or anything <laughs> um, to try to get, derail your adjustments and other things uh, You know, when you're out on the road. And it's just always pleasant. Like You always have a smile on your face, and um, you never consider any dumb questions <laughs> or anything. You're just very open uh, and knowledgeable, so we always appreciate that. I think that's why so many people are attracted to your shop. Well, thank you. So. We try. And so what do you have? What's going on at the shop? I've, uh, I've loved the different socks. I've uh, been watching the sock collection.
2: <laughs> that's kind of a fun thing Jen took on, so that's, that's fun. We have um, what we call a Retool Bike Fit. that's a dynamic process that uses 3D motion to capture the technology uh, for immediate reporting, immediate feedback. And it's millimeter specific, so we can make changes as needed. And so it's a digitizing tool that provides dynamic fitting and fit, and so it's been a real popular thing that we do. Yeah. Um, every bike that we sell comes with a complimentary fit, but if you want the retool fit, uh, we take a hundred bucks off, because it's usually 300 bucks, but s- Jason will spend four hours with it.
0: I was going to say, I've heard it's well worth it, and mm-hmm. I know it's definitely something I want to get scheduled uh, pretty soon.
2: So it's, it's been a, a boost uh, because people are so much more comfortable on their bike. And, and it may take tweaking after a few rides, but for the most part, it's right on.
0: Well, I also like the selection. I mean, the clothing and apparel, accessories, uh, definitely a wide selection. And I think uh, I visit all the bike shops. Uh, and definitely size-wise, you have a very wide range um, and just... I appreciate all the different selection that you have in your shop.
2: Well, thank you. What we really um, like to stress too is visibility on the road. And you were talking earlier about safety on the ride. And if you respect drivers, they'll respect you. But they'll respect you even more if they they can see you and yes. not at the last moment so wear visible clothing and at night use lights and flashing lights
0: i got a call uh, a while back uh, from somebody calling the bike walk wichita line at night and i was like oh dear well you know somebody's upset uh, or something and they said i just want to say thank you i don't know whose ride it was but there's a group of you and i saw you a mile away with all those blinking lights um and mm-hmm. i was laughing because. It had nothing to do with Bike Walk, which that wasn't one of our groups. I didn't even know who it was. They sent a photo. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who it was, but uh, I agree. Uh, motorists, everybody who uses the road, its visibility is, is number one. So mm-hmm. that's a priority. Um, so other people definitely know you from your rail-to-trail leadership. You are doing a lot. I don't know how you have time uh, to fit all this in, but... Tell us, tell us what's going on with Prairie Travelers, Artie, all the work that you're doing.
2: So we spoke a little bit about the Redbud Trail and our dreams to to continue it. When it comes to Prairie Travelers, we have 15 miles open from Hoover Road to Garden Plain. Um, And a lot of that was possible because of, of course, all the volunteers that we have. Um, But our goal now is looking west and looking east. We would like to keep... the the bridge over the big ditch. And so we've been in contact with KDOT to to hang on to that.
0: Yeah, thank you for saving that at the last Mm -hmm. moment. Uh, That literally came down Mm -hmm. to the last moment, I know. Yeah, that was several years ago. But we
2: just got a letter from them this week saying they're passing on our, our, because we wrote a letter and attended the KDOT meetings last fall, that they are gonna hopefully try to keep that because we would like to connect it to the city it just makes sense Mm
1: -hmm. that's a key connection there to be able to go across a big ditch i love how it gets up to hoover anyway because at least it makes it easier from somebody on the east side of town to get over to the start of the trail and that's just such a wonderful trail all the way out to garden it is keep it going
2: well that's our goal but we still have to make sure that we have permission from watco out of pittsburgh kansas they're the owners of it and um it appears they've kind of not using it from Garden Plain to Cheney and they've, you know, the roads between Garden Plain and Cheney are covered with gravel, so the rails aren't really visible, which means they couldn't put a, a car track, I mean a car on there. So uh, yeah, why not continue? So we're in communication with them. We're getting a little bit of, of response at Yes and then no, so yeah, we may have to drive down there and talk to them, but our goal would be to continue it to Cheney and of course on to Murdoch and once they abandon all the, the cars that are being stored between Murdoch and Kingman, because they have several hundred on there now, hmm. Uh, hmm. to continue it to Kingman and then hopefully Pratt. Let's make another Katy Trail in Kansas. Let's, Let's do get it. Let's I get mean out to Colorado. Yep. <laughs> you know the most used state park in the state of Missouri? The Katy trail. Is the Katie Trail.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean, it's a
2: no-brainer. No
0: surprise, no yeah. surprise. So you mentioned volunteers. That's very mm-hmm. important, and I know you have trail work days. So how can people find out? How can they help?
2: Uh, org. Okay. That's our website, and it's the second Saturday of every month. We meet for breakfast at IHOP on Ridge Road, and then we head out 8 o'clock to work on the trail. Of course, wintertime, it's dependent on the weather and the trail conditions. So if it's wet, we don't want to drive on it or work on it just because. Yeah, you
0: don't want to destroy anything.
2: Exactly. And. And Arty and over rail trail initiative, that work day is the third Saturday of every month. Okay. So, um, Facebook for them, but yeah.
0: Excellent and. Do people have to have tools or experience or will you take just manual
2: labor? Manual labor is the best. Okay, I can do that. A, a lot of trash, so dress warm, mm-hmm. but you can also call Bicycle Peddler and I'll tell you where we're meeting.
0: Yeah, it's, it seems like mm-hmm. the easiest place to find you. Exactly. So.
1: And both those trails are really nicely maintained. I ride both of them and it's, it's nice. There's very little trash. Um, the, the trail surface is good. Um, of course, like you said, during weather, during the winter or wet weather, there sometimes they get some ruts in them. But they're really smooth, um, very friendly trails, um, especially oh, yeah. east of Andover, that uh, and on the, the Prairie Sunset, that mm-hmm. they're easy to ride on. So don't feel like these are big adventure kind of rides. No, I use my my road, my yeah.
0: road bikes. Uh, I've ridden both of those yeah. trails on pretty narrow tires um the, they're geared more done.
2: towards a little wider tires yes or?
3: So yeah, i uh, rode on prairie sunset with my road bike when i had it and oh my gosh yeah it yeah. It, it, it was actually i mean it was bumpy but
0: mm-hmm. i was surprised <laughs> i was surprised and i didn't get a flat yeah. um no so, flat so i didn't congrats I like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah like that's that's awesome So I also heard that you have just been selected for a pretty big award for the 2020 Difference Makers Award um, presented to you by Newman University. Can you tell us a little bit about this award?
2: I really uh, was taken by surprise when I got the letter that said that I had been awarded the Yvonne Goldstein Community Volunteer Award. And so I feel honored. And uh, yes, it will be next Saturday um, at Kansas Newman that they will be presenting the award. So thank you to everybody for volunteering because the award really should go to everybody and not me. I just help guide.
0: Well, you do a lot. Um, and, you know, it, it really takes some of those leadership roles, though, you know, to kind of get people organized, get them out on the trail working, you know, so that we can have these wonderful things. And really for your advocacy and, and all the efforts that go into, you know, establishing these rails to the trails. So, well,
2: I must say, well deserved. We, we have several past members of Prairie Travelers that we have since lost uh, Cecile Kellenbarger and.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, she was a mover and shaker early in our in our volunteering because she had no bashfulness to her, <laughs> and she was very forthcoming and and she kind of helped spearhead us. She was our treasurer, um, and Bill Vanderwall who helped build the first mile. They both mm-hmm. lost their battle with cancer, um, so it's due to them that we exist, really. And so. you mentioned
0: them. You're a membership organization. People can join and uh, actually help support building Rails the Trails.
2: We are actually all volunteer and uh, all donation yes. and, and grants that we write. So, yes.
0: That's the great thing about the local budget. In
2: 2015, we actually had uh, 11 AmeriCorps here for 13 weeks.
0: That was fun. They uh-huh. were a Enjoyed blast. That. Yes. Um, they were a blast. And
2: you guys helped with us with those as well. And uh, they were. They were Wonderful individuals and their, you know, view on the world and helping. It's just so nice to see fresh young people looking towards a bright future of volunteering. Absolutely.
0: So, so one other big ride uh, that you have coming up here shortly, actually, uh, is the uh, Walnut. Sorry, not the Walnut Valley. That's the one that just wrapped up in September. Uh, Wicked Wind.
2: Wicked Wind One Hundred K yes. is May seventeenth. We'll start at Lake Afton. Um, as it has been traditionally for the last several years. It Mm -hmm. is a fundraiser for both the Rails to Trails. So Prairie Travelers and Andover Augusta Rail Trail Initiative. And then (laughs) September 27th is the Walnut Valley metric and that's been also a tradition. Both of these were Oz Club rides that Mm -hmm. we have taken over. And I'm
0: so glad you're able to maintain that history and some of those rides uh, Mm -hmm. from Oz Club because if you haven't ridden the walnut valley that is by far that's my favorite organized ride i love the scenery the people it's fun um so the wicked wind though Mm -hmm. that one since it's just coming up around the corner would be perfect so if you're a little nervous and you haven't uh, done an organized ride this is a perfect one to do great sag stops uh good support people are fun.
2: And we try to find roads that are less traveled. Yeah. We're very careful about that. That's why we start out in the country.
0: And that's what's nice about these organized rides and stuff as well. You have these groups and, you know, you're more visible. Safety numbers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so if you're uh, a little worried uh, about registering, you know, talk to Ruth, talk to anyone uh, that you ride with and join us for our Get Your Rear in Gear series because that would get you perfectly, uh, you know, road ready. That uh, would you your running ride. gear. Exactly. You're going to go out there and look, look front of the pack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so. Well, thank you, Ruth, for, You're like welcome. I said, everything that you do. Um, and thank you for your continued leadership and also your vision, because getting those connections made, I mean, are, are really important for, like we said, a variety of reasons.
2: So. And, it, and it's wonderful to get families out there together. Oh, I love and, it! And this yes. way, they can feel safe because it's in a sheltered area where there's no cars.
1: And you said 100k. You don't have to ride 100k. Each of these rides have several levels. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. There's in fact 25 in miles, 50, uh-huh. 70, yeah, 62, but yeah, the the uh, Wicked Wind is actually um, 25 or 62, but we also have a gravel ride of 42, but it can nice. be reduced to 35. Mm-hmm. And the Walnut Valley metric is 35 or 62 or a 42 mile mm-hmm. gravel, so.
0: So I I just, I love the mentorship. I think that's, that's really key here uh, locally and you're definitely a perfect example of that. And so we also have Liz joining us today and I think this is just a perfect example, uh, you know, of Ruth and and how she just jumps in and makes friends um, and really supports uh, us newer comers uh, to the bike scene. So welcome, Liz. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, it was great seeing you at the Groundhog's Day ride. So yeah. it was really great <laughs> seeing you uh,
3: in my new bike.
1: Yeah, <laughs> your new bike. There, yes. there is a story to tell there. And Liz, I got to say, I was talking with you on that ride. And you've got a couple of stories to tell about biking and walking, active living that we do. Start with the new bike. So, how come okay. you got a new bike?
3: Um. Well, fortunately, um, I was my dog's birthday, which I have Buddy here with me. He's Everybody my, say hi, Buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's my um. He's my emotional support dog, and um, it was his birthday, and I decided to take him on a walk, and I had my bike in my car. Um. And it got broken into. Oh, and bike it was thieves. At Sedgwick oh. County Park, and it was during the day, no less. And um, yeah, it got broken into. They got my purse and my bike. And oh. bike was very sentimental to me, um, has a lot of great stories to it, and it, it was a bummer. Um, yeah, and I, I wish I could have put it away before it got stolen. <laughs> but um, thankfully, there was. People like in locally um, that came mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and um, bicycle peddler did it as well, and um, they put me in a in a new bike, and it's it's wonderful. Unfortunately, this weather it's uh-huh. it's teasing me. It is. It is twelve <laughs> degrees like
1: as we record this this yes. morning.
3: Yeah, yes. it's like, oh, give me like some more nice days so I can break this bike in and get some rides in. <laughs> and you ride a lot
0: with the West Wichita Bicycle Chicks, I do. Uh, which yes. is men and women, mm-hmm. uh, by the way. And I know right away when your story came out, uh, my Facebook message pinged, and right away they were, you know, how can we help? How can we, you know, fix this wrong? Because bike thieves suck. So I was so glad to see you out on your sparkly new bike, and uh, yes, thanks to
1: those and community I, members
2: that, that stepped yes. up there. Yes, it's amazing. We
0: have a great supportive yeah. bike scene and yeah. and bike shops. So
3: it, it it just blew me away. I mean, it means so much to me because yeah, it's it for me. I mean, I went through. I had an accident. Um, it's going to be over five years. It was April twenty first, two thousand and fourteen, um, and. I was hit while riding my bicycle and um, my seat post had went through me and shattered the left side of my pelvis and broke Ooh. my pelvis off the spine. Um, my, bi- my back was broke clear up to the beginning of my neck and then I had a C2 which is called a hangman's fracture which should have instantly killed me mm-hmm. and along with um, you know my spine um, being broke off, me in my... Pelvis being broke off my spine, um, they gave me less than a 5% chance of living, and they We're said it's... you here. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. I'm Come back. so thankful to, to be here, but they told me I was going to be a quadriplegic if I was to make it. And so, now, it's a matter of bicycling is very, very important to my body. Um, they highly recommend that I do it. Um, I have two main arteries that go to my legs that are blocked off. Um, and so, yeah, pedaling um, helps expand those blood vessels, which gives me the good circulation of my legs. So, yeah, it's very recommended by doctors for me to do. Yeah. So just being able, because, you know, it's, you're, you're going through everything else in your mind. Like, okay, my car's all my windows are broken out and so you know it's you, you want to get everything that's on top of the list taken care of so to hear that i mean that week it just it means so much <laughs> so yeah thank you thank you everyone that all you know, came together to to help me get back on the bike Well, Well, your
1: your story is so inspiring that if folks hadn't known that about you, that how serious your accident was, I had heard from you at one point that, yeah, you had gotten hit by a car and, or back riding, it's like, oh yeah, that happens to people, but then to hear the details of the story and to see, um, especially to understand what it took for you to get back to be able to ride. And then to see how, how strong a rider you are, how comfortable you appear yeah. to be on the bike. That's what's this is really a real amazing. transformation that you, you know, I imagine from when you're in that hospital bed to getting on that shiny new bike, that must seem like, it, that would have been a dream to you.
3: So from the beginning of when I woke up, I never had a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the doctors and my husband and family, they they didn't want to say anything to me because I was at a healing time, but the thought was is I would never be able to ride again, and I definitely would not be able to run again. Um, they were unsure of what what was what permanent damage there was. Yeah. Um. So it, it pretty much it was within um five months. I was back home, which they actually, it happened in April, and they expected me to be back home in in June of 2015. And I was back home at the, um, I left and went home from the hospital the last week of um, July. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And um, I was, of course, with a walker, and I still had my back and neck brace on. So my husband had to small town, and so he was always coming home to help me to, you know, the bathroom or help me just like move from the bedroom to the couch. So I was quite, pretty much bedridden still. Once um, everything started to come off, I I just, you couldn't stop me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. There's um, some
1: determination there. That, yes. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, if yeah. you don't know, Liz. There's some determination there, and that's what it oh, takes. Yeah, hmm.
3: yeah and I, I, my mind was set, and I was like, I'm going to get back on the bike. Um, we ended up getting a trainer for me, and mm. I started there. And within mm. two weeks of being on the trainer, I was back to ten miles. Which, <laughs> yeah, and this was in November of 2014. I was already wow. doing that. Wow. And um, I had a um, colostomy um, because of where the seat post had hit me. Ooh. So um, after I got my 10 miles in and was comfortable, we decided to go back and get it reversed. Mm-hmm. So then there was that recovery time, and that actually was my whole hardest surgery. That was very difficult because not eating for a week was pretty <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was pretty hard on me, but um, then I got, I got back to it and uh, ended up, I um, was talking to the gentleman here in Wichita um, that uh, was fitting me for my AFO, and he told me that he went to school with a gentleman in Washington who um, has developed this uh, external prosthetic um, called the Ideo at that time. Um, and it was only available to um, the military and um, those who served. So um, he tried to reach out, and they sent information to him on me to contact them, and they actually had just made it available to civilians. Wow. So I um, have a, uh, a special prosthetic that's now called the um, Exosim, hmm. and it's through, um, through Hangar Clinic and it gave me the ability to run again. Um, Mm -hmm. Not fast, like I used to be, um, because there's still injuries past my leg, but it's given me not just being active but a full range, I mean, in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a a son who is 17 months old. How, you know, another miracle, because I was not able to have children um, because of that. The accident. So that's just added a, a whole entire new look on life and the blessings that I have because yeah, when I take my device off, there's no way of keeping up with him. Put it <laughs> yeah. on, put it on, and it's like we're running all over the place.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> woman.
1: So yeah. what does the device do? How does that work?
3: Um, so what it is is and really I it I would say look it up because
0: okay. um, we'll I will put I, a link in the show notes yes, yes yes we
3: will. I, absolutely but um, uh, f- summing it up um, I have two rods on the back and what it does is it absorbs the energy um, and it transfers so anything below my leg um, even if I could feel because it is paralyzed below the knee um, people that have chronic pain in their ankles have the device and it takes all of the weight off of it so that you're not putting that weight right. and put and causing pain or damage. So, um, and then of course the way it's built, it's able to push off. Yeah, um,
1: you can so run that. and ride a bike, but you got yeah. something that without that exo. What's it called again?
3: It's called exosim.
1: Exostim. Without mm-hmm. that, you could not run and ride a bike.
3: No, I because can ride a bike, but not at the effort that I can. Yeah.
0: I was going to say you should see her now.
3: Like yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. that is so amazing. So the I've, future is okay. This sounds very futuristic here. I,
3: I I have to say I have a few QOMs, so <laughs> <laughs> oh and boy. I'm hoping to get some nice. more, you know? <laughs> I am a competitive yeah, I'm a a friendly competitive person, so I've heard that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the QOM. What is that?
3: Oh. Queen of the Mountain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So. It's a Strava. Yes. Strava yeah. Yeah. Just a
3: couple of, of the, the segments. And I, you know, that's how I'm, you know, getting that enjoyment of competing at yeah. the moment. But, you know, looking into some other um, races yeah. for this we year. We do have some good
0: local, local yes. racing. Yes. And, and again, very supportive groups. Yes. So that's it's it's a good group to break in
1: well that's an inspiring story just that being able to get back on the bike and then it just shows people are aware of that inspiring story people that heard about uh, the loss of your bike who stepped up so quickly those friends in our community members here recognize that um, you're determined and get out of your way, and so it was probably easier for them to donate money to get you a bike than to uh, have you be pushing to try to get a bike some other <laughs> way there. So we knew that you were going to get back riding again. And, and that's just wonderful yes. to have so many people involved to help you to get back rolling because that is so important for you, being able to have that ability to be active.
2: And what she's not saying is that when she was riding the bike before she got her new bike, I think it was painful to ride too.
1: Oh, oh, and so you got a new fit. You were talking about the fit earlier. Did you get one of those new fits?
3: I actually they um, they started out where uh, with the hardware in my pelvis, um, it was getting to be uncomfortable um, riding, um, and of course I tough it out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, of course, yes. I tough it out because I love just love. Riding and especially going fast, and um, <laughs> they ended up uh, putting a, a shock mm. absorber on the. Um, it comes on the seat post, which sure. you could probably explain it better than me. <laughs> but it's
2: a connect seat post with all sorts of adjustments as needed to be able to cushion the rider depending on her weight and riding style. This nice. must
1: have been an interesting process for you and your shop, to fit a bike for somebody that, um, let's just say isn't your standard run-of-the-mill person, which we already know that. Jason's but up but to the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> good. And I bet it was a really interesting thing for them, and, and they probably really learned a lot by helping you to be oh, comfortable. I, and I've
3: learned you know, quite a bit from the fitting, um, just by... The sitting, they they uh, use a it's like sensor for mm-hmm. your uh, saddle, and seeing the pressure, and of course my left side of my um, my uh, glute, they had removed one third of it, mm-hmm. cool. so yeah, I I don't have mm-hmm. as much and nerve damage to the muscle too, um, so yeah, it, it's. I'm a little uneven <laughs> you can see that when I sit down like there's just a little light side yeah. on my left side and then you can see the full pressure on my good side which is the right and so doing that that sort of showed them um, what saddle to put me on and the shock absorber I mean when they changed yeah. to that yeah. oh I felt a huge difference um, when I was pedaling, when I pick up speed, a lot of times I couldn't hold my speed for periods of time because it, the pain would just get to be too much. So um, it's it, it's incredible how one little thing they changed, just changed. It is, yeah. And then, you mm-hmm. know, when he just made little adjustments, um, they found out with my exosim side, because my leg foot does not move. Mm-hmm. Um, at all, it's my ankle doesn't move. So they, um, he's talking about how um, we need to get a smaller um, crank on my left side. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it's, un, you know, uneven yeah. cool. compared yeah. to my right. Yeah. Wow. So it's interesting seeing all these little things that I've I've needed to do um, mm-hmm. with my bike. So it and it comes back to I've learned this with the Exosim each. Person is unique Mm -hmm. so each person on their bike it's gonna you know they're gonna be different from the other and a perfect fit can help and
0: that's that's just what's amazing is what can be done uh, between bikes and trikes and all of the modern I mean it's just amazing what you can do to make someone comfortable and be able to ride Uh, which as we know is not only good for the health but the mental health and just the whole being and and everything so that's awesome and it is it's so inspiring and exciting Mm -hmm. to see you Uh, I I see you guys out riding a lot of times Um, and it's just you're right
1: with the pack so how far do you ride now like what's a long ride for you not winter time here but what's a long (laughs) ride for you these days?
3: um well it's it I can do probably 20 30 miles at the moment you Mm -hmm. know with with a little one it's you know right. trying to Get find that in. balance you know because yeah
1: so five percent chance of survival and going out and really kicking it on a 30 mile bike ride and uh, looking good doing it and feeling comfortable and and inspiring to other people and yeah. people can see that okay I, I can, <laughs> if she can do it I can do it, and it so yes, that is really good it's bringing people around
3: it's a matter of how you look at it mentally, Um, if you can do it or not. I I mean, I know I tell my husband all the time, who's not a cyclist, uh, he's like, 10 miles, that is too far. I was like, wait until you get on a bike and do that. Then you'll realize 10 miles is is like nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, I got back to that mindset when I remember when I was coming home, I mean, coming from Wichita to Medicine Lodge, and my husband actually was able to transport me To the Medicine Lodge Hospital and we got to my running route which was the running route that I trained for marathons and looking at that when we're coming back and thinking I did that
1: (laughs) Uh that
3: is a lot of miles but at that time when I was training for it I was thinking this is nothing (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah it's a matter of you know a person's mindset if they are very determined um, if they're passionate about wanting to do do a, you know a five k run or you know a century ride, it's a matter of your mindset and yes. really starting to do the research and, and connecting and, with the yes, people because there's others. plenty
0: of people here that are going to help you get or achieve whatever you want to do. People yes. here are just so supportive. So anything
3: is is possible. It is it's just a matter of adapting around it and you yeah. know if there's some obstacles
0: adapting around it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're so passionate and I'm glad you're here on the local scene.
2: And you're our inspiration. Exactly. Yep. It's
0: it's really great to it's have fun you. Fun riding
2: with you.
3: Well, and you know, a- another thing that w- we should really look at as is is you know, when one bad thing happens, so many good I mean hmm. so many good things happen from one bat, and everybody coming together, um, you know, and and helping me get get a bike. I mean, that's that's just one of them, and mm-hmm. it, and there'll be so much more that will will come from that. It's it's a chain. I've I've experienced a lot of
0: <laughs> it's amazing. How a lot of like, bad
3: things in my life, and with H one, I have seen so much good like a chain of good. And so that's something that a lot of others just think, you know, concentrate on. When ba- something bad happens, look at all the positive so that comes from people coming together. And,
1: so you've got a real obligation to pass it on now. Exactly, you've got, you've yes. You've got a lot to pass on, <laughs> which I'm sure you'll do just fine because oh, yeah. you've yeah. got such a positive attitude. And, and this is good. It's good to have a community around, and it's, it's fun to see folks finding ways to be active, however, whatever works for them and so for you you're finding a way and and that's wonderful.
0: Well thank you uh, for you you and Buddy joining us this morning. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. So just to give you an update on our 2020 uh, membership and sponsorship, uh, we have rolled out these programs to really help us ramp up our efforts. We have super big plans this year and it's exciting to see those um, scaling up and and coming to fruition. So, um, of course, Ruth, you've been a longtime sponsor since day one, I think, of Bike Walk Wichita. And of course, we really appreciate that. I mean, without you, uh, we wouldn't have had all these fun Bike Beautiful events and, and other things over the years. Uh, so, first and foremost, I wanna say thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, for your continued support. Um, of course, you're a sponsor for a lot of the things on the local bike scene. Uh, We also have a few other sponsors that I just wanted to give a shout-out. Palmer Physical Therapy for Women. I am on my last physical therapy session for my Achilles tendon surgery, and I cannot wait uh, for Wicked Wind and some of these rides. And
2: and Pam Palmer was also our AmeriCorps physical therapist. She Ah. helped give the class on proper body mechanics as they worked on the trail. Oh, God.
0: She's awesome. I have not, like, I can't believe I didn't know her before my surgery because since then, it's amazing how the connection and the network and everything, and she's amazing and her staff are awesome. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a shout out to Palmer Physical Therapy. Uh, We also have truck stuff, uh, so if you need a hitch installed, or if you need some accessories for your vehicle to help you keep those bikes safe uh, and all your other adventures. And they are
2: great supporters of the Prey Sunset Trail?
0: Are they? Yes, well, Julie, you know, rides. She's super awesome. Uh, We also have Medis. Uh, We create a lot of hungry people, and so uh, they've come on board this year as a sponsor and excited for our women's bike lunch um, and other things. Then we also have Bicycle Exchange and Heartland who support our efforts. And then Jack's wife, Dr. Katie. Uh, If you don't know Katie, she's awesome and another force to be reckoned with.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh,
0: So Family Care Associates joined as a sponsor again this year thanks katie yes thank you katie <laughs> Dr. So, Katie, yeah. appreciate all the support uh, from our local businesses and uh, if your business is interested or your organization uh, in putting your brand next to ours um, and really showing that you are supportive of a connected safe city uh, let us know uh, we would love to work with you also, Jack, membership update.
1: Yeah, this is exciting. Um, uh, in Starting in January, we had a matching uh, donation, a matching grant that um, one of our supporters, they've, they've said, if you can get $5,000, we'll match that.
0: Yeah, right, what a way to kick off 2020.
1: We have met that goal and actually surpassed it. We met that goal um, well before the deadline, which was nice. And what's nice is we've added lots of new supporters. So people who have maybe been on some of our rides or taken a class knew about us but didn't really understand, what. Well, one, why we need money, and that's one of the things that we're having to communicate more now. We haven't had to do a lot of fundraising in the past. We've been able to be a, a real shoestring budget organization, but we're really recognizing that we now have momentum and we know these things that work. We have these strategies and we just need to scale up and that scaling up is what's taking um, some some financial support. We need more time, we need more people, we need more resources, and that really does just take cash coming in the door, and people have responded. And we've got a number of folks who are regular donors, they've done a a monthly gift, and we have others who have just done a one-time gift, and, and we'll appreciate any of that. But it's fun to see the variety of people who um, who we haven't even known who have said I, I like what you're doing and they'll support that. So if you go to our website the button right there on the front on the home page become a member plus we call it member plus because really if you bike or walk in Wichita you're already one of us. We like to say that because our membership being a member of Bike Walk Wichita that's free being a member you're part of this voice Um, We have uh, hundreds and hundreds of people who have signed up, have done something with us uh, here whether it's a recycle volunteer or just getting the newsletter and we count those as members because your voice matters and it adds to that weight of the whole group but that member plus, plus, these are people who have given a financial gift uh, directly for supporting our programs. And there's some swag the members can yes. get, whether it's awesome uh, swag. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like our swag because these are mostly recycled, upcycled uh, materials. So you can get a uh, bracelet with a, a chain link, or my favorite, I think, are inner tube earrings. Okay, yeah. you gotta you gotta <laughs> see them before it, it's not the whole inner tube. They're cut out with different designs, feathers. We and, use
0: every part of the bike. If yeah. we can't get it rolling again,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know. We're going to make it into gifts or art uh we're gearing up for river fest where they have given us permission to bike it up we're going to hang stuff from trees and they don't know what they've done uh so very very we couldn't do it without um the financial support of of the members plus and all the donations that have been coming in Mm -hmm. and people don't realize that i mean they are we are changing lives daily uh with our different programs um it's exciting to see people roll out of here with their bike and their helmet, light, lock, everything. Um, they may not have the money to, you know, go to a shop and purchase a bike, uh, but we have our Earn-A-Bike program, and we have all these different ways to support people in their uh, daily, whether it's for transportation or if it's a health, you know challenge.
1: We had a, a Operation Flyer, Firefly event uh, this past winter here Great event. where we went out down on South Broadway and gave away uh, flashy lights to people. No questions asked, no requirement. If they needed a light, we were able to provide a light and mount it to their bike. And yeah, we installed
0: about 60 or so lights on bikes of bicyclists who were not lit up. They were riding at night, dark, uh, and so we got them lit up. Those
1: little steps, the things that you might not think of, uh, Bike Walk Wichita is involved in so many of those. Uh, kids getting bikes, kids bikes are free, so if uh, you know a child that, ha- that needs a bike, they can come and we can uh, get a bike that fits them. And of course, if they've outgrown their bike, we'll bring the bike they outgrew because somebody else is waiting for that one. Our volunteers will fix up these bikes and, and get them to kids who need them. We do bike jams for kids where we do uh, bike safety instruction and we give away bikes for those. So there's so many things that we do that you might not be aware of. It's not just going on walks and rides, but we try to to really impact the community to see where those needs are and respond to those community needs. And that's what really takes support. So thanks to all of our Member Plus and all of our members for getting the word out about us and, and helping to share the message.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate it. Speaking of appreciation as well, I mentioned that we wanted to shine the light on one of our uh, awesome volunteers who has just jumped in wholeheartedly and has just been quite a blessing. So, Jack, who do we have for this Uh, month? Sure. Chris
1: Stark is the person who we'd like to highlight for this month. And uh, Chris is one of these people who started out, I think the first bit that he worked with us was um, he took one of our classes, I think it was a Ready to Roll class and he's been uh, working on fixing up his bike. and uh, It's did, been nice to see that transform. It's been fun. And, yeah. and his, uh, I saw one of his posts was that uh, his wife was complaining that he was fiddling with his bike too much. And I replied, of course, you can never fiddle with your bike, uh, a bike too much or get another bike so you can start fiddling on it too. So anyway, he started out with us just learning how to work on his bike. He volunteered a time or two at Riverfest and things. And just this fall and winter, he started to become more of a regular volunteer. And he comes on uh, often on Saturday afternoons for a recycle shop and the role he plays there is really valuable. He's our front desk person. And so having somebody there that is not um, hands-in on the bike, but is willing and, and is able to, to greet people that come in, like I said, the kids that come in for bikes. They're pretty they have, excited, the yeah. kids are
0: usually fired up. Yeah, like, and having
1: somebody to in. provide some interference for them <laughs> and, and to be able to get them uh, uh, to pick out a bike and get that selected. And so Chris does a lot of different things. But then what I really like as well is, is he's, he's found a home here and um, he's worked on his bike a lot but he's also worked on other bikes but he's also become a real evangelist for us i think Uh, we're seeing his social media posts he really supports what we're doing and really understands the importance of having a community that values um, people on bikes and people who walk and making those a priority and so Chris has really stepped up on um, talking to people. He's got a plan where he's uh, going to be talking with some of the the elected representatives in his district and sharing his concerns and it's fun to be able to have Bike Walk Wichita be a platform for somebody to do uh, take the steps that they're really passionate about and so Chris I am so glad you're involved with us and and welcome you can come anytime you want.
0: And if you want to see his work he also has Built the uh, butterfly garden down at Pawnee Prairie Park. Uh, he has done a lot of the nature preservation down there um, yes. as a volunteer, and so he's the he's the lead person down there. So yeah. definitely this spring, I know he'll be uh, pulled away more. Yeah. Uh,
1: Darn, we'll we'll uh, not have his time as much. But I, I like that he's involved in so many areas of the community. Yeah, and uh, and that. Park there at, at Sedgwick County Park, or at Bonnie uh, Prayer Park is really nice, the butterfly garden. You better
2: watch it. I'm going to snag him. Don't. No. no he's ours. <laughs> no, no. He
0: is awesome. Uh, and, a, and a budding photographer as well. Yes. Yeah, so. take
1: some good photos. Yes. So, um, we have a lot of opportunities to volunteer. Check out our website. Also on the front page, there's a button there that says volunteer. Uh, we've always have a recycle shop open for volunteer opportunities. If you're needing to get hours for credit, volunteer credit at all, um, you can come and and volunteer and we'll um, keep track of that and let, let you know of how many hours you've got. So I know there are probably some National Honor Society kids out there that need volunteer hours or other kind of programs where you need volunteer hours, we'd love to have you. And again, with Recycle that's always going on. And then check our website because for our slow rolls and other events, we need volunteers. And just throughout the year, and of course we mentioned Riverfest uh, a bit earlier. That's coming up. That's a yes. big volunteer opportunity. Oh, I we, can't wait.
0: We, we have... provide
1: uh, bike valet parking. And so we actually have somebody uh, on site there pretty much the whole Riverfest and uh, be able to keep track of people's bikes for them. And So that's a lot of fun.
0: It is. I am looking forward to it. Uh, well, uh, just to wrap up, Thank you again, Ruth and Liz, for joining us today and sharing your inspiring work. Like I said, I'm so excited. Both of you are on our bike scene um, and just can't wait to see what this year brings. I-, I think it's gonna be awesome. Thanks for
2: having us. Thank you for
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, bike Walk Wichita, we have our monthly meetings on the third Thursday. Uh, it's been that way since 2010. Uh, if you can join us Thursday evening, we provide snacks, BYOB, uh, everyone's welcome. Uh, If you can't join us in person, we always have the virtual options, uh, even for all of our work group meetings. So if you're interested in bike safety education or you're interested in the women's group uh, or in our pedestrian work and some of the advocacy going on, uh, but you maybe are busy or you live far away and you can't quite make it in or have other barriers, uh, you can join virtually and be part of that conversation and planning. We need all the ideas uh, that we can get. That's, you know, what makes us... uh, Fun, uh, weird, and successful. So (laughs) Unique. Yeah, unique. That's probably better. Uh, Of course, you'll see us out around town of all these events, so hopefully you can join us. Uh, We're looking for stories to share, so if you know anyone uh, that's interested in coming on the podcast, let us know, uh, comment, tell us what you think, and um, we will just see you out around town. So stay warm, stay dry, and uh, stay well. Bye-bye. Bye.